Syracuse has a new quarterback in Carlos, but is it still a big problem for Dino? He's already had issues in the past when it comes to the quarterback room, but can he pull it through for one more year? Because he knows this is the big one. Let's talk about whether or not Syracuse will be all right with four quarterbacks in their room this go-round. ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for making me your first listen each and every day. Listen, if you have not yet listened to all of the conference shows, or more importantly, all of the ACC shows at the Locked On Podcast Network, you're doing yourself quite the disservice. Got a lot of great guys out there who are making extremely good content. You can follow us not only on the web, web not only wherever you listen to podcasts, but also on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe there. We're right at 25,000 subscribers. So if we could just get 30,000 by, you know, Friday. It would be good for me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Glad we had this conversation. Now, we do have to talk about Syracuse football. I know everyone's favorite time of the year is football and a lot of off-season happenings. I know it happens a lot in the NFL, but apparently it is so. It's now happening a lot in college sports. We've got some new action here for the Syracuse Orange. Why not add another quarterback to their mix? We know after the loss of Tommy DeVito that they were Having Garrett Schrader be the lead, Schrader be the lead and take the first rep snaps. So now will he have some competition going into the fall? It clearly looks like it. So we got Carlos Del Rio Wilson, who has committed to the Orange. He is a Florida transfer quarterback. Let's talk about him for a second. Del Rio Wilson is 6'3, 225. Looking at his 24-7 composite, all of those things, dual threat quarterback. He redshirted during his one season with Florida and has four years of eligibility remaining. So the upside is youth. Keep that in mind as we're going through these quarterbacks, right? Now you're saying to yourself, okay, what's one little transfer? It's fine. Syracuse now has three transfers. Yes, that's right. Three transfers in the quarterback room. So Garrett Schrader was the quarterback last season. He transferred from Mississippi State during that cycle. And you assume, okay, Tommy DeVito got himself a little competition and there we had it. And it was like, boom, Tommy uh, Garrett Schrader was great with his legs, not so much with his arms. Tommy DeVito was solid with his arm, not so much with his legs. But as we started through the season and you slowly saw Tommy DeVito's role diminish throughout the season, it was clear and apparent that Tommy's time at Syracuse was done. Interesting, a little bit shady how it all transpired. I mean, from both sides, is there is his side, his side, and the truth. But it pretty much was writing on the wall. And for what once was a very, you know, prominent relationship, a really good bond between Coach Dino Babers and Tommy DeVito clearly is not that moving forward. So Garrett Schrader was your new quarterback. Now, all the questions were around whether or not he would be able to improve his passing this offseason. And when I say improve, I just mean meeting the target, right? We're not even asking for, you know, deep balls that are insane. We're not even asking for darts, the short passes that are crazy. Just the bare minimum for Schrader. 
I think would be improvement for a lot of Syracuse fans and just those that have been watching ACC football throughout their time. He's not the greatest thrower. He, you know, and I'm trying to be as nice as I can. That's not that's not that baby's mission. That's, that's not what he's here for. He is great with his legs. He's a big dude. But when it comes to that passing game, he is going to need a lot of help. So there goes the competition right there. But you thought, okay, two quarterbacks in the room. It should be nice and spicy. But, oh, no, 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 no. Not Syracuse, right? We got to add someone else to the mix. Dan Valari. He committed to the Orange last season, or this past, this coming season, part of the 2022, come on now, Candace, 2022 recruiting class, 6'4", 235 pounds with how many? Four years of eligibility remaining. He appeared in four games during the 2021 season after not playing in 2020, gets that COVID year, completing only one pass and rushing for 35 yards. He was stuck Michigan, trying to find his way, trying to get, you know, that playing time that a lot of people have come to love so much here, we know, in college athletics. But having a more realistic shot, decided to take his talents to Syracuse. Now, after a guy who has been, you know, that high school star, and you look at Del Rio Wilson, another, you know, high school star, four-star recruit, it's going to be a very interesting battle for those two going into that, but not as if they don't already have their starting quarterback in Garrett Schrader. So in my mind, if I'm Garrett Schrader, it's just not just one quarterback you're bringing to the conversation. Now you got two with more years of eligibility, so you want to have, give them more time to pretty much come in here solidify their spot when you know I'm sitting here barking the corner getting ready to get up out of here. Not to say you should stress, but Garrett, if I were you, I would just, you know, make those mental notes. We're all we're all good for making those mental notes. And then finally in the quarterback room, you have Jacoby and Morgan, who is a junior, seems to be, you know, a traditional uh, student in terms of coming there at Syracuse. And great. Now you have three transfers, one guy who decided, he, you know, he wanted to go to Syracuse all along, but he's not really finding himself on the field. Now, Dino Babers, love you. Y'all all know. You've watched episodes of me going to war. Dino Babers on his behalf solely because you know he's one of the only black coaches in division one football he's one of the only if not the only black coach in the AC head coach in the ACC and so I'm sitting here saying I'm rooting for you dog I want you to be the man all right period I want you but are you making are you biting off more than you can chew we all know the coaching changes that happened this offseason and the new additions that have come to Syracuse that I'll mention here in just a bit but You already had issues, right, Dino, with Tommy and Garrett. You already know you're on thin ice, big dog, when it comes to who you want to have here in your starting role and who's going to help your team get to the next level because you know this might be the year that it's all said and done and you know that you have to have a good season. So there's a lot riding on having a good quarterback. So I would love to know why would you decide to throw another monkey in the wrench? It just seems a little confusing to me, but I have some questions that I want to get addressed, and hopefully you guys can help me answer by the end of the show. So there's my three three cents that you didn't ask for, but I gave you anyway. So we got some questions for Dino. We got to talk about who are going to be these coaches for these guys, and more importantly, will it matter? Will it matter for Syracuse whether or not they get a new quarterback? Is the team in any sort of competition with the rest of the very gigantic and tough Atlantic division? But first, you know, we've been talking 
about Built Bar, and we've been asking for you guys to give us some feedback. Built Bar delivered, but Built Granola Bars are here. Yep, that's right. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Want to try all three flavors? Well, you can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. These are so different from the bars and puffs. Built granola bars are loaded with granola. It's a perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like puffs and bars, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. 150 gram calorie, 150 grams, 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. Built granola bars will change your world. Built has cracked the code to get better granola and not the granola that spills everywhere, the one that's right and juicy, perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So if you've been waiting for a healthy, delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now to get the Built Granola Bars, three delicious flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry in that mixed box. Again, Built.com using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. And if you buy them and you think they're good, make sure you tell me. Because I would love to, you know, throw it to the bosses and powers that be and let them know how great you've enjoyed some Built Bar. So, we're talking about Syracuse getting a new quarterback, quarterback number four to fill the room, Carlos Del Rio Wilson. He is going to be a star, I believe. Now, will it be at Syracuse? I'm not sure. However, I am feeling like Dino has bit off a little more than he can chew, and I'm going to tell you why. So, we all know Dino Babers. Last season wasn't great. We know that Garrett Schrader wasn't exactly the stud that everyone had been dreaming to be. Shout out to the 704. No, the Charlotte native did what he could. The sophomore over 1,400 yards and only nine touchdowns on the year, four interceptions, so kind of accurate, but only 59 on his QBR rating. Big growth from the 2019 season. We saw the numbers get you know relatively decent in terms of yardage, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. You know, pass completion is only 52%. Only half the time does he actually make his throws. Only slightly concerning, right? Especially from a quarterback, especially from a quarterback in the ACC. When we all know we just had quarterback rankings yesterday, there was no mention of Schrader. Not even close. It was wasn't even a conversation. If we're just being completely honest, then you saw the team have a rough go in twenty twenty one. They had seven losses on the year and only were able to pull out five wins. And ultimately, I think that again conversation another losing season for Babers you just have to start asking yourself can he be the, t- the leader that helps his team get to the next level but I will say in his defense now we've all been bucking at Dino Babers about his recruiting issues saying he's not recruiting hard enough he's not doing the necessary things he's not make taking things to the next level beyond the X's and O's he's not convincing guys to come play football at Syracuse Maybe on the defensive front, I think he has done a pretty decent job. But offensively, you can definitely make the case of why it's been a bit of a struggle. And But now you've got three transfers who are willing to give it a shot. So can we not show him a little bit of grace and extend a little bit of like, all right, we're going to see <laughs> when it comes to Dino Babers. So that's my biggest thing. Now, when it comes to coaching staff, I think that 
the new coaches that have joined the conversation and Jason Beck, the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator, and Robert Ane. I'm going to say Ane. I wrote it down here. I hope it's Ane. It might be Ane, but please forgive me. Coach Robert, okay, coming in, and you know they needed a whole change offensively from their staff, and hopefully having new guys with fresh minds being able to coach three good transfers and one guy who's decided to stick around Maybe we'll see some change out of that Syracuse offense. Time management will be essential. Can they make sure that these guys are prepped and ready to go, that there's no issues on that front? It seemed to be one of the bigger issues for Syracuse last season. For whatever reason, they got themselves into a mighty big hole and weren't able to come out of it most times. Now, I will say that is a little bit of Babers' fault too, but, you know, it's hard for me to blame Babers. Here it is, though. Babers. My issue. You've had quarterbacks. You've had the problems. Why make this quarterback competition such a big thing going into a season where you really should just be sure about who you want to lead? Who do you want to be at the helm? We've had too many back and forths. We have many tug pools, emotional investments in certain players. And I get it, right? You coach guys for a reason. You want to build guys up. You want to make guys the man. But for someone who's been having these, you know, troublesome times, when it comes to who leads your offense, you would think you would pick one and just ride it out. You would build around him. Not only would you have, you know, uh, Schrader and Dan competing, the transfer from Michigan, but you would get an offensive line that can protect both of those jokers, right? That's who you would be focusing on, making sure you bring in some of that transfer portal conversation, bring in some offensive line, maybe grab a couple of receivers, right? Maybe a tight end. Why would you put yourself through Who's going to be my quarterback still talking about spring, going into summer, going into fall? I don't think that's a great idea for someone who's trying to fight for their job. Personally, I think that you should know who your quarterback is. You should be trying to build around and make sure you protect him. Because I think that's something that you didn't necessarily do a great job here for Tommy DeVito. And then you roll. I'm just saying here, if I was a GM of college football or certain universities, that's how I would do it. I would make sure that the guys are protected. I, to this day... I'm always about my trenches, guys. I think if you don't have great guys in the trenches, it doesn't matter how much your little star players do. If they ain't got nobody to block them or protect them, it's pretty much a waste of space. But I digress. My three cents that you didn't ask for, but I gave you anyway. Now, I also think Dina Babers being on thin ice, we look at the Atlantic division, we look at the other teams that are in the conversation, teams that he's going to have to beat this year, it ain't slouches. Okay, it's nobody slouching when it comes to this season. I want to take a look here at the Syracuse football schedule just so I can be sure I'm pretty confident of who they have to play. And I just want to make sure that everyone understands the kind of pressure that Dino Babers and team are on during the season. They start out the gate playing Louisville, Atlantic Division rival. They are already playing in the Cary Dome at home shore but I hope your quarterback is ready to go and locked and loaded. Then they take a trip to UConn, which, okay, we'll give you a win there. Then they play Purdue. All right, that pesky Purdue who knows how to beat some of the best teams in the country when it wants to. Then you play UVA with Brennan Armstrong, a very solid quarterback who's in that bad boy. You're good to go. You play Wagner, Craig Great. Then you play NC State. There it is. A very good team fresh out that one who is borderline going to win the entire thing you play them at Syracuse 
But nonetheless, I hope your fans come ready to win. Devin Leary, another veteran quarterback who knows what the hell he's doing, and he has a pretty decent offensive line to boot. Then you play Clemson. We know Dino Babers historically has beat Clemson in the past one time, but still, we know it's possible. DJU, he's not exactly having the world's greatest time at Clemson, but at least he knows he's the starter and there's no more competition. However, if you listen to AJ Black's show that we had the other day, he might argue that DJU's spot is not as safe as you know people say it is. But I would love for you guys to have that conversation, you know, case in point. Now, after playing Clemson, they play Notre Dame. Not slouches, not a program you sleep on. Then Pitt has to sorry, then Syracuse has to go to Pitt. Keaton Slovis, a new quarterback here for the ACC, coming from USC. I'm just saying, he's a new quarterback. He's a transfer. He might struggle. Who knows? It could be a showdown. By the time you figure out who your quarterback is, you might have made a change by this far in the season. Who freaking knows? But I think just something to keep your keep your wits about you there, <laughs> Pitts. Panthers, and then you got Florida State, where Jordan Travis, maybe more than likely being the starting quarterback, that might actually be a fair showdown. Okay, if it's Schrader versus Travis, you got two guys who are really good at using their legs. I'm not I'm not sleeping on either. Like you, they, there's opportunity for a good game. Syracuse then plays Wake Forest. Sam Hartman, Wake Forest, don't make a lot of mistakes, feeling good about themselves after last season. They're just trying to keep the train rolling and be consistent. Who boy, all right. And then the Syracuse end with a Boston College. Bill Dracovic, a team that's looking for extreme growth this season. After reading this list, y'all, I ain't going to hold you. I don't know if Babers make it, makes it through the season. One. Two, find the win. Find the win. Besides Wagner, besides UConn. This feels like a two-win season for Syracuse. Maybe give you a little competition with Louisville. First game of the season. You never know how people are going to you know, pan out. But other than that, it's looking a little dicey. It's, it's looking, let me know where you see it. Let me know where you find it. I, I'm struggling. I'm not going to hold you. Let me know where you find the wins for Syracuse. And this just might be the year that Dino gets gone. This is not the time to be thinking about four. This is not the time to be having four quarterbacks. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. The ice is thin. It could be a little too late. We'd love to know your thoughts in that regard. So if you want to hit me up at Candace D. Cooper or at Locked On ACC, let me know what you're feeling there in that regard. All right, so we're going to finish up here just with some final thoughts about Dino. Again, Carlos Del Rio Wilson. If you have not checked out the Syracuse podcast locked on Syracuse with my guy Brad and his team money Mac make sure that you go and do it I think it's a great opportunity to get to know new hosts of the locked on Syracuse but we also have some great guys from around our conference who give really good assessments about not only their teams but their opponents here in the ACC Dino Babers I'm I'm wishing for you I'm hoping it's good but I read that list and I give you two wins out this year every other win is going to be a dog fight the Atlantic division is Probably the hardest division, not even probably, the hardest division from years past and definitely present. There's a lot of people knowing how vulnerable Clemson now is and there's not just a straight path to victory. It's going to be difficult. 
and you've set yourself up to not even know who your quarterback is because they don't even know that in that room, everyone's competing. Clean slate energy from articles that I've read. Shout out to, you know, Sports Illustrated, Matt McAllister for a great article here sharing about Carlos Del Rio Wilson. Everyone's getting a clean slate, eh? That's that's not what we need right now, Syracuse. We need to know who the hell is going to be the number one quarterback and who is needs to be who is going to be around to make sure they protect him. That's what you should be worried about. Instead, we are here figuring out who's going to be. Do they have the right people around them? Who's taking the reps? And maybe there'll be a switch. Maybe there'll be a switch because there's going to be a new coach. Who knows? Hate it had to be you, Dino. Hate it. Hate it for you. But needless to say, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Always a good time, right, to get some conversations about football going. Atlantic Division is certainly one of my faves. If you have not listened to the shows recently, you know I'm giving up on the Coastal for right now. I'm having a little hard time because my team doesn't even have a top quarterback in the conversation. It's another story for another day. We'll keep it rolling from there. For Candace Cooper, I hope you guys listen to all of the podcasts around the Locked On Podcast Network. It's been a lot of basketball talk this week. If you have not talked, if you have not listened to JJ Jackson conversation around Duke Monday, we also had talk conversation with Kenton Gibbs around Duke players, and we also had a conversation around Cravion Smith. And Darion Sebron, if you did not listen to 99.9 Fan yesterday, I had a great opportunity to talk about Darion and his story, whether his decision to go to the league or not. Cravion Smith, what will he do? So listen to Monday's episode, see where we kind of land on that one. Follow at LockedOnACC on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. If you want to have more NBA draft conversation, check out Rafael Barlow with the big boards Locked on NBA Draft. There's so many shows here on Lost on Podcast Network. You will never be disappointed. But for Candace Cooper, I hope you have a great Thursday. And until next time.